this is Angelo with Danceable Thoughts, and this is our weekly podcast. Hear it tonight, use it tomorrow. Hey, welcome to episode three. We're going to call this one From Anywhere Around the Room. And what we're referencing in that From Anywhere Around the Room is student leadership. More importantly, student empowerment, giving your students a sense of ownership, a sense of input into the success that you're working towards. So this concept of from anywhere around the room is a phrase that I extracted and borrowed from someone I truly love, my friend Eve Hammond Robinson, very successful dance team director here in Texas. We were in a conversation with a young lady who was working towards a leadership role on her team. And Eve told her, you know, one of the most important things is that you can be a leader from anywhere around the room. It does not necessarily require a specific title to be an effective leader for your team. And so I love that idea. I latched onto it. I've never let it go. So I use this in my own world experience to think about how we empower different members of the team with different responsibilities. I often talk in workshops about knowing your personnel. And that concept of knowing your personnel first comes up when we're discussing blocking and staging, that type of thing. So when I say knowing your personnel, a lot of times you think about them in their skill set, who are my best turners, who are my leapers, who are my projection. So there's knowing your personnel as far as their skill set that they bring to their team, but there's also knowing your, your personnel in the other part of their skill stack, which means the things that they have that are skills that they can bring to help your organization succeed, but don't necessarily fall into a typical leadership role. Many organizations have social officers, they have dance officers. So I want you to think about the kids who bring something to your team that is helpful and useful, but they don't necessarily have a title for that. So I jokingly said there is the Band-Aid friend, the friend who always has extra Band-Aids in their bag. So you might be super organized and have a first aid kit with you at all times, but the truth is if you were like me, you had a kid on your team that you knew always had extra Band-Aids. When you know you need a safety pin, a bobby pin, a Band-Aid, who was it that, you know, almost in the vernacular sports, who was that team mom that you could always turn to when you needed something? Well, there is usually a student or two, if you're lucky, that even though it's not their job, they always have those extras. So that's the first easiest way to recognize those people. I'm going to give you some other ways that make your effective and efficient rehearsals flow. And that is if you start noticing and identifying either with a conversation one-on-one with a student or very publicly. You say, hey, to a certain student, I want you to be responsible for remembering, say it's a change in the choreography. Those kids are outstanding usually at maybe just keeping, keeping, I say, the treasure chest of details. They keep it all well put together for you and have it ready at a moment's notice. They can tell you that three days ago you decided to do seven and eight instead of five and six. Be sure you start watching for and identifying those kids 
calling them out, directly asking them in front of their peers, and when they have this right answer, praising them. Because again, it gives them a sense of pride. It gives them a moment where they are contributing. Maybe they're not always perfectly on balance and spinning out of, you know, perfect pirouettes, but they can help you with details. Those are the kids that I want you to start looking for. Another kind of character that I think is a very important person is the kid that has an excellent, I'm going to use the term dynamic range when they are counting out loud. They find the seven and eights. They find the dynamics. They find the accents. They know where the change is coming up. And so they're counting along six, seven, eight, and change, two, three. You know, they are excellent dance rap stars. Those kids sometimes are not always your dance officer leaders. They are part of your ensemble, but that's their gift, and they've got a sense of musicality that they can help project. Make a big deal about those kids. Point them out. Praise them. Tell other kids to learn to be like them. It's a very important skill to have a great dynamic range when you're counting. And sometimes our student leaders have not developed that in because they're too busy with a thousand other details in their heads. And so it takes the pressure off of your student leaders or your feature group if somebody else can count with dynamic range. There's another person that I think is a very uh, helpful member of your group, and I'm going to call that the fashion consultant. So you decide you want to do a unique placement of a hairpiece or a hairstyle. You want to add a glove, makeup, that kind of thing. Make that kid feel important. Say, you know what? I noticed that style is a big deal to you. What do you think? And you let them give input and then you praise them in front of their teammates, you know, and you say, depending on what your way of interacting with your kids are, you say, you know, I turned to our fashion consultant and this is what he or she said. Very fun, powerful way to say to a kid, I see that's something you're interested in and I see how that can contribute to your team. This is also very powerful when you make a decision that the kids are not necessarily on board. Let's say you pick a weird color that you want them to wear. So you turn before you make the announcement to your fashion consultant kid and you say, I'm about to make this announcement. I have a reason behind it. Will you support me? And it's just a very casual conversation or you say, here's my reasoning why I want you to wear chartreuse or something crazy, uh, this costume. And you get that kid on board and then that kid tells two friends and they tell two friends. And it builds a sense of this is our idea, not a dictatorial idea that's passed down. It's a simple thing. It's a subtle thing, but it's a very helpful thing. Talking about very helpful, I'm going to bring you back into my world when I was a director. One of the things that I had a well-established group of non-leader leaders, they were called my oldest old. So my team had uh, sophomores through seniors. Back in the day, they freshmen could not be on the team. So imagine making it, so you were, here were your designations. You were a rookie, you were a two, your second year, or you were an oldest old, you were in your third year. Sometimes oldest old naturally gravitated into leadership positions, social officer, dance officer positions, but there were always a few kids who didn't fall into those specific skill set areas, 
but they were incredibly important to the team, the oldest old. So they are the most treasured members of the group. They would be the most honored. But with all of their honors came great responsibility. And this was something that you establish over time. It's kind of hard to do that in the middle of the year, but it's something I want you to think forward when you are building your team um, culture for next year, uh, something you might want to establish. So what do oldest old do? Well, they are in charge, if you want to think of it that way, when you as the director coach and the assistant may not be around or the dance officers are not around. They have the responsibility of keeping things calm, cool, and collected. So oldest old were the ones who in the dressing room made sure that everybody was changing into the right costume. Oldest old walked around and made sure that um, people were where they were supposed to be. Oldest old also ran small chunks of practices. So give yourself a visual of being at contests and you see a group working in the hall and you see somebody uh, pretty much not necessarily running things for um, skill prep, but more for memory prep. You know, here's a change we made. Um, Let's practice this section. Let's make sure everybody knows that, you know, maybe some particular member of the group had to change from a part A to a part B. They would be running those simple practices. One of my great achievements as a director back in the way back when I didn't have an assistant, it was just myself and my students at a contest all day long. I was in the director's lounge. I was taking a break, getting something to eat or drink, and I overheard a conversation between some other directors in the room that I didn't know, and they were talking about how Um, impressed they were with this group of kids practicing out in the hall and how they were working so efficiently and quickly and and they were asking who those kids were and then in their own conversation they're like you know I wish my officers my officers could run a practice like that and then I sort of eased into the conversation and I said I want to let you know those are my kids and they're like oh that's so impressive you know where do you know where do you take your officers to train them and I said honestly who you were seeing were and I talked about my oldest old I said my officers are you know getting ready they're changing costumes to get ready for their next performance those are my oldest old and they were like they're so impressive they were really really well you know well behaved and there was she they even said to me you know I noticed there was no adult around these were kids running rehearsals for their peers and it was really impressive so to me I felt like I really had done a great job of empowering those kids that other adults other professionals could recognize and be um, appreciative of what they were doing so this is where that evolve you know evolves to you can't necessarily always have that instantaneously but again let's get back into the present you can look around your group and it doesn't always have to be your your multi-year members sometimes it's an emerging leader someone who's a really strong um future officer candidate. Those are people you can give little roles to. You don't want to ever let it seem like they're overstepping their role as a freshman or sophomore, but you can give them little roles. And that happens not on the day of the competition, not under pressure, but that happens as you see them emerging in your rehearsals. Let's let's be honest. We spend most of our time in rehearsal. Contest day, contest performance is a very minute percentage of the time we spend with these kids. You spend a couple hours, sometimes a day, sometimes more than a couple hours a day 
watching your kids interacting with each other. So you need to use that time to designate who you feel like can can step into some of these simple roles, whether they are, like I said, the dynamic range counter, they are your treasure chest of memory, maybe they are the the team mom in the sense that they always have the extra band-aids or bobby pins, safety pins. So I really want you to take some time this week as you are going through your rehearsals and maybe designate one or two students for some of these special duties. I guess this is my, like last week we talked about director challenges. These are my challenges to you to start noticing who among your leaders from anywhere around the room you want to empower. This is a secret to success. When all kids feel like they're contributing, they are less likely to be late. They're less likely to be absent. They're more inclined to take initiative. They're certainly going to be more comfortable when they feel like there's something that needs to be said, that they're going to have an opportunity and a a, a legitimized voice to say, here are some things that I think need to be worked on. So knowing your personnel, giving your personnel, starting with simple assignments that get more and more complex is how we build leaders. We often understand uh, the way we want to build up their physical dance skill sets, but sometimes we neglect how we want to build up their team camaraderie. We think a cheerleading pep rally session is the way to motivate kids. The truth is we motivate kids by by letting them have buy-in and letting them have um, influence on the way that their rehearsals go and the way that they steer or they help steer your team towards success. So I hope you've enjoyed this week's Hear It Tonight, Use It Tomorrow. You're building towards a great contest season. Next week, what we will be talking a little bit more about is the actual deadlines that you have to meet before you get to a performance and how you can incorporate different strategies to make the stressful time be more, I'm going to say invigorating because you know what? A lot of you are adrenaline junkies. So let's work towards being a manager towards success and not a victim of that stress. You've heard it tonight. Let's use it tomorrow. Let's see our dancers think it through and let them successfully dance it out for a great week. Thanks for listening. This has been Angelo with Danceable Thoughts.